0: section ten of the dial may nineteen twenty by various this slipper-box recording is in the public domain reading by matt ferrard section ten dublin letter by ernest boyd april nineteen twenty ten years ago in dublin it was safe to say that every young writer had the manuscript of a peasant play in his pocket unless by happy chance the document lay in the archives of the abbey theatre or was undergoing the erratic scrutiny of the abbey reading committee since august nineteen fourteen there has been a marked change in the trend of literary activity first came the spell of political writing inspired by the sharpening of the conflict between ireland and england jail journals and the narratives of shun feng prisoners of war followed by political and economic studies engaged the energies of the press censor whose blue pencil hacked its way through pages of manuscript with the inseparable from such undertakings since the armistice that functionary has gone abandoning us to the irresponsible efforts of the competent military authorities who have suppressed by dismantling the machinery every daily and weekly paper guilty of the heresy of nationalism we have to wait for the english papers to read matter which has been bayoneted out of the irish press for the raids on newspaper offices are always carried out by several carloads of soldiers in full trench equipment even a collection of speeches made by the carsons f e smiths and the like in their ulster rebellion campaign has been seized although bearing the imprimatur of the late censor the authorities believe that these incitements to armed revolt by cabinet ministers should not be allowed to encourage the growth of similar sentiments amongst the mere irish outside ulster an english edition of the booklet entitled the grammar of anarchy which has never been passed by any censor is sold without any interference from the authorities who are careful to limit their intimidation to irish editors and publishers whether as a result of these conditions or not there has been a noticeable tendency to use the novel rather than the political essay as a means of expressing the struggles hopes and aspirations of modern ireland the dramatic possibilities of the easter rising have irresistibly drawn the novelist to the thought of the fine story that could be written around it so far none has succeeded in the attempt to bring that dynamic and tragic experience into literature but in addition to some conventional fiction the stirring of the national being by Sinn has provided us with two novels of great documentary interest the clanking of chains by brinsley mcnamara and the gale by edward e lysant both published by Messrs. Monsell of dublin mr lysot was a sort of unofficial sinn fein representative at the plunkett convention when mr lloyd george decided to keep the irish talking until america had come into the war he was the first to leave it being followed shortly afterwards by a e when these two sincere believers in the scheme discovered that the whole affair was a hoax he is the author of irish eclogues, an original booklet of verse and has reversed all the traditions and conventions of the class to which he belongs by becoming a practical and successful farmer and a strong nationalist in spite of his having gone through the devitalizing mill of the best english school and university education his personality has survived the cult of good form that thoroughly british substitute for good brains in spite of its title the gale has nothing to do with that ultra-modern type of stage irishman who comes to dublin from one or other of the old english universities and with saffron kilt and cockney accent upholds the traditions of the gaelic state if mr lysett's Conohickey o'hickey had been one of that species he would probably have spent most of his time in town discussing grafted copies of current irish publications and pronouncing them worthless because they were not written in gaelic at times he would have sallied forth into some irish-speaking district where his bare knees would shock the pruderies of the unsophisticated and would have bullied native irish speakers into using that language instead of that Con decides to work rather than talk for ireland he had been educated at an english school and an irish imitation of an english university he possessed a small private income and was ripe for any form of useless employment but having worked as a farm labourer he has developed a love for the life of the soil and thinks of immigrating it is then that mr lyseth discovers him just as it occurs to him that he might as well give his labours to his own country as to canada once conahickey has bought the estate at Rathcarrig, the author enters into the heart of his theme mr lyseth describes with unaffected simplicity and great charm the life he knows best life as it is lived on the land he is not just a literary gent resting his tangled box on the bosom of nature the savour of earth and air the ardour of intense creative labour are in his pages what he calls in irish eclogues the joy of permanence but as the good work of building up a rural community develops it does not proceed unhindered there are many more than technical difficulties to be overcome and the portrayal of local types the delineation of political and social manners make the book a real microcosm of modern ireland pressure of events slowly brings con O'Hickey to the point where he stumbles against the obstacles gross and subtle which alien administration and government have contrived in ireland for the thwarting and if necessary the destruction of all creative effort with the sagacity of long experience the british government recognises in con o a force which is utterly incompatible with the safety of the realm that is the preservation of england's economic domination in ireland neglecting the opportunity for patriotic heroics mr lysett confines himself to a careful well-authenticated analysis of the gradual process whereby this practical idealist is turned into that now familiar bogey a sinn feiner an atrocious sentence upon one of his men leaves con o'hickey with a blind rage in his heart and a row of dots marks the breaking off of this page of life in a sort of epilogue the author explains that the threat of conscription was the culminating point in o'hickey's orientation the deviation of the constructive impulse into the unavoidable political effort he becomes the leader of a contingent rebellion but being a nationalist he does not reach the british cabinet like carson but finds himself in jail his work is undone the continuity of his effort is effectively broken the reiterated and destructive negative of the english system in ireland once more attains its end the constructors are baffled impeded and if needs be destroyed mr lysett has told the story of what sinn fein is doing and he has revealed how sinn feiners are made as his book appeared the irish public learned that it was seditious to publish in ireland the evidence now being given by various experts before a commission which is holding an inquiry into the industrial resources of the country a most illuminating commentary upon the thesis of the gale nearly two years ago mr brinsley mcnamara published his first novel which i discussed in this place the valley of the squinting windows has since reached the american public and no doubt his new book the clanking of chains will follow having been stoned by the villagers of the place described in that earlier volume the author must have been prepared for another violent repudiation mr mcnamara continues to show us the reverse of the medal the epigraph of this new novel is mr yates lines romantic ireland's dead and gone tis with o'leary in the grave the clanking of chains is a curious complement of the gale it shows the seamy side of irish nationalism that is not to say as perhaps the british propagandists would hope that he has written a melodramatic tale of sinn Féin gunmen murdering policemen and plotting sinister schemes in conjunction with bolshevists and hohenzollerns what he has done is to challenge the comfortable and comforting convention which ireland likes to think is her likeness every nation has a popular conception of itself and the writer who upsets the current idealization risks unpopularity if not a definite charge of consorting with the hosts of darkness yet so far no public manifestations of anger has greeted the successor to the valley of the squinting windows the ballycullen of the clanking of chains is a remorseless exposure of the worst side of political and social life in our country towns in this community of opportunist and verbal patriots lives a rather futile idealist michael dempsey who dreams of heroic deeds but is reduced to despair by the brutal tragicomedy of life when it is safe and easy and profitable ballycullen is on the side of the angels but while men and women are fighting and dying and suffering the crowd is content to belittle the effort and to sneer at its supporters mr mcnamara shows how the new movement in irish nationalism is reacted upon by these people how they can touch nothing that they do not disfigure and destroy the theme is the eternal theme which ibsen handled in an enemy of the people the malevolent hostility of the crowd towards the individual the incurable loudishness of the average undeveloped human being if he has chosen to illustrate a universal subject by its particular application to ireland it is because the peculiar conditions of this country are singularly propitious to the existence of such creatures as clank their chains in his novel so many fine and romantic figures have been thrown into bold relief by the secular war of ireland for her national existence that the braggarts the opportunists and the mean exploiters have been provided with an impenetrable smoke-screen against all criticism the war has shown us everywhere how easy it is for the worst individuals to flourish under cover of the universal preoccupation with an outside enemy those who are inclined to accuse irish people of being morbidly susceptible to criticism of national faults should remember that ever since the loss of her independence ireland has been in a state of war with england and consequently indisposed to admit anything which seemed to play into the hands of the enemy after the exhibitions of this spirit all over the recently belligerent world irish people need no longer apologize for their intolerance it so happens that as the nation has become more conscious of its capacity for self-help as the sinn fein spirit has grown there is a vastly larger measure of self-criticism than is commonly found in other countries whose national self-consciousness is alert mr brinsley mcnamara has been congratulated for the most part because of the power of his analysis of those elements in irish politics which have heretofore proved a source of grave danger now that a new generation and a new party have achieved power and responsibility in ireland the warning of this novel is not wasted while both novels are interesting contemporary documents it would be a mistake to salute them as masterpieces of literature mr lysett pleases by the originality and freshness of the material and outlook of which the gale has sprung The author makes no pretensions to the title of the novelist proper, although he writes well and easily. Mr. McNamara is a figure of more significance to those interested in the evolution of Anglo-Irish fiction. Like Mr. James Joyce, he has definitely broken with the ancient stereotypes which have served the Irish novelist since the days of Maria Edgeworth he has some irritating tricks of style which he must overcome and his sense of form is still rather vague as the smudged ending of the clanking of chains reveals above all he is not sufficiently aloof from his creations to convey that sense of inevitability without which the realistic novel becomes as fatally artificial as the soothing romances of the gladdest of best-sellers In fine, although the novel has taken on a new lease of literary life in Ireland, the field is still without a really fine flower. It may be that the recrudescence of fiction is simply the suppressed desire of Sinn Féin Ireland to express and explain herself, a political rather than a literary phenomenon. If that is so, another hope must be deferred, for the need for self-expression grows more imperative with every suppression as these lines are written it is announced that all american papers have been seized at the post office by those ever so competent military authorities End of Section 10.